Hello everyone, it's here. Episode 5, May 3rd. This is May 3rd. We're all caught up. These are live reactions. This is the Undisputed Future Podcast. I am CD Danny Mac. Once again, five time, five time, five time, five time, five time episode. Nikki Six is back. Hi everyone. And we have an impactful episode to discuss. We are fully on the road to NXT TakeOver Chicago. We have Hideo Itami's in-ring return. We have the number one contendership for the NXT Women's Championship Battle Royal. And Nick, it started off with Sanity's Killian Dane taking on Danny Burch. It's good to see Danny Burch back in the NXT. A lot of people didn't realize, I don't even think Tom Phillips realized, he's returning to the NXT, not making his debut. Either Nigel McGuinness or Tom Phillips said that he was coming into the NXT. He's actually making his return to the NXT. He was in the NXT before he was in the UK tournament. Now he's making his return. But he definitely had a strong return. He uh, wasn't backing down to killing a Dane, not even a little bit. Like we mentioned, very straight-ahead fighter, very non- no-nonsense type of guy. But Killian Dane is just... What a monster the Beast of Belfast is. <laughs> that dropkick, like right towards the end of the match, where he just ran right at him, full steam, just like a freight train. Everything he had, every ounce of weight into that dropkick. Danny Burch literally turned inside out. An absolute display of power by Sanity's big guns. He gets creepier every week. The guy is just a monster. With Eric Young... Barking the orders at him. I, I see very big things for Killing Dan in the future. I mean, he has such insane like impact for a big guy. He, there's such precision in every one of his moves, which you don't see enough from the bigger guys nowadays. Killian, the announce team was looking for guys to compare him to between the speed and power combination. I couldn't think of many. one, but uh, Rusev came to mind. Rusev, Bray, um, you know, there aren't many that come to mind with it's the very small number in power and, you know... In that capacity of speed. speed and power, the guy is a beast. He's definitely a guy to keep your eye out on. Danny Birch coming up short with the Ulster Plantation hitting again. Nick, this finisher is... The body manipulation is amazing. It's, it it's looks like it really hurts. Honestly, I, I feel bad for anyone who has to take that in the future. <clears throat> I'm sorry. And who has taken it. It it looks like it... it oh, man. Every part of you hurts after what that. What a powerful, powerful move. Very fitting for such a dominant superstar. Sanity's Killian Dane again. Picking up another win. But Hideo Itami made his way to the arena. We yes, saw him. Yes, he's taking he on Kevin. He's, he's taking on Kona Reeves later. Came back into the arena looking strong. And he was taking on uh, uh, Kona Reeves two Kona weeks Reeves in a row. In night. Yeah. NXT veteran Kona Reeves. It's nice to see a new face going back and forth. Another new talent to keep an eye out on. And right up, in the middle of that, new heel. Need to bring it up. Patrick Clark's fantastic little promo slash commercial. The Velveteen Dream. The Velveteen Dream. The Patrick Clark experience. The one left remaining male NXT competitor. The guy who had the wrestling experience going into Tough Enough. Did not win the competition. Still puzzles me to this day. Guys, give me your thoughts on Patrick Clark. How do you think he's going to make an impact with the supposed repackaging? Nick, I'm going to get your thoughts first. Honestly, that whole promo package, it kind of felt like a... A 70s perfume commercial or like a late night 70s commercial or something you shouldn't be watching almost, you know? It's like, oh, my parents are in. The sultry music <laughs> and the uh, It just the like, I don't know. It. It, was, it was very sensual. 
Uh, I can't wait to see where, you know, the character goes, but, uh, it was, it was intriguing, as, to say the very least. As an emotional, bizarre character for, again, a guy with a lot of background, wrestling experience, as we mentioned, tough enough, the, the guy was a strong showing, did not win. Seen him on NXT a bunch of times. as we've seen in the past, you know, we've seen him in the NXT division, but we didn't see him win tough enough, and that's worked out for a lot of current main roster talents, so I'm really hoping Patrick Clark gets some direction. The promo videos are always a nice place to start for a successful repackaging. I have a cool question for you. Do you think that they're going to throw him right back into the ring, or do you think they're going to take it real slow and try to you know, get him promoted in, do a couple more promos maybe, let him come and talk once on the show before he actually gets a match? I think we'll see the vignettes more and more. I think we'll see that on an increasing basis. But if you recall, he's had some of those segments where he's come out on the entrance ramp. He's made himself known, but... Not with the backing of this now. We know him, again, as a former Tough Enough competitor. We've seen this gimmick kind of take off. We've seen this character here and there take a few we've losses. Seen, we've seen the In start recent, of it. We've seen the beginning of the Velveteen Dream. Just a minor step in the Patrick Clark experience. We're looking forward to it. What's your thoughts? Podcast underscore UF is the Twitter. Get at me. Hashtag Undisputed Future. And jumping right into the next match, we have Heavy Machinery versus the new Ricardo Watts and Hector Kunzman. Uh, I want to apologize. Kunzman. Kunzman, yeah. K-U-N-S. There's no T in his name. Watts has two T's. Kunzman has, has no. no T's. Nick, I'm sorry. Just, just no, had to get it out there. Fine. Censorship no. is important to me. Um, we yeah. don't want to be offending anyone. Um that that is his name though, as WWE told us, it's and uh, I, I want to apologize. I couldn't find anything on these guys, not 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 anything. So if uh, you guys can find any backstory or uh, who they were trained by, anything, please get that to us at the uh, Twitter. Uh, that would be much appreciated because we we here at the Undisputed Future podcast love to know where our NXT talent has come from, and we know where Heavy Machinery came from. We know We've exactly seen these guys where Heavy before. Machinery come from. Big personalities. First appearance against Austin Aries and Roderick Strong at the the, uh, the uh, Dusty Rose Tag Team Classic. Six hundred and fifty pounds of mess in Otis Bulldozer Dozovich and the big old Tucker Train Tucker Knight. I love these guys. I absolutely love these guys. So fun. Big dudes, big personalities. Powerful. Powerful. They know how to interact with the crowd. They have great chemistry with each other. The shotgun double headbutts. Boom shakaloo, which I feel like is going to take off (laughs) on social media. Very soon. (laughs) Come on, social media. Give me some of them really good memes. I can't wait. Uh, The gifts are going to be fantastic. Tucker Knight, a product of the Performance Center, straight out of college. Otis Dozovich did have some independent backing. He did, he did. But they got power, they got personality. I the squishing of their big. opponent's head between <laughs> 650 pounds. I what? like, I like, uh, it, it's new, it's different. They're trying something that hasn't been, like, done. And if it has, it hasn't been done in a very long time. It's a different finisher, you know? It's not your run-of-the-mill finishing maneuver. It's not your run-of-the-mill style. They're using their brute force and weight to their advantage, and that's exactly what they should be doing. The name implies that they're packing some punches, man. Heavy machinery? Come on. They got some strength behind them. That finishing maneuver being squishing Kunzman and Watts together. Otis Dozovich lifting them up for a 650-pound plus power slam 
Lifting both men at the same time, again, that's heavy machinery. That's heavy lifting. It's like two giant forklifts. They did it flawlessly. Bulldozers. Transition. Seamlessly. Didn't even seem like he broke a sweat. No effort. To pick up No effort to lift up I mean, they weren't very large men. I'm not going to try to, like, over, you know, hype it. They weren't very big men. But they were two full-grown men, technically. And they uh, went up, like, and down, like, flies. Oof. The Luthez press from ah. Tucker Knight, the power slam by Otis Dozovich, would lead Heavy Machinery to victory. But in after-match time on the microphone, these guys are after the Authors of Pain. They're after the Authors of Pain, and more importantly, they're after that front-runner spot for the tag team division. They want to be taken seriously. They don't want to be taking on these newbies anymore. They don't want to be taking on the fresh, young blood. They want... They're hungry. Yeah, like they, they said, hungry. they're hungry. They're and I don't think they should eat. go that way. That's why I didn't bring it up, because I do not want to go that way at all. As I to... don't want the Ryback thing, because I, I already see it now. Feed me more. I don't I don't want any of this feed me nothing. Don't don't bring it up, you know, what you're eating. We don't need to know your diet. So you think they should go the heavy lifting route I think and powering should... through as opposed exactly. to getting fed opponents. Stick it the like stick to what you're what's working. Stick to what's working. It's working the whole heavy machinery, heavy lifting, you know, your power lifters, you you're giant guys. You shouldn't have to worry about, you know, what you're eating. Steaks and weights though, baby. Steaks and weights. Steaks and weights is a fantastic is take thing. Up. That was that was that was fun and that was funny. But honestly, I don't want I don't want that to be a regular occurrence where it's like, feed me. <laughs> no. We do know they're hungry for the Arthurs of Pain. We know they're hungry for the NXT Tag Team Championships. Former Tag Team Champions in DIY would have something to say about that. But before we get to that, Nick, we saw Bobby Roode talking to Kona Reeves before his matchup with Hideo Itami. Everyone was, like, real intrigued by it. I wasn't so much intrigued by it. I, I, I know Bobby Roode is, you know, he's, he's a tactician. I brought this up before. The man... Knows how to work. He's going to strike in early. the ring and around the ring. He knows how to get exactly what he wants from a person before they even know what's coming. You know what I want? I want the new Fozzie album. No, I want the new no Fozzie album. The new Fozzie album. It's Don't the lie. band Don't of lie. Jericho. Turn them up, man. No Fozzie's Judas is the first announced NXT takeover Fozzie Chicago even song. Fozzie's new album. I love it. It's powerful. Thank you to the greatest of all time. Chris Jericho for all of his WWE run. Now let's get to the tag team champion. Let's get to the former tag team champions in DIY. They had a little bit to say about what Heavy Machinery had to say. It was nice to see that they had a, a bit of a rebuttal from uh, Heavy Machinery's earlier inquiry to Authors of Pain. You know, they, they, they're not going to take this sitting down. They have a rightful title match, and they're not going to let it go. They know where they belong in that division, and they're not giving up their spots just yet. It's not time to open the door for other teams. We've seen DIY in multiple tag team situations before for the championships. They got eliminated first at the last tag team championship match. How could that not swing the door open for another tag team to step in and try and take over as as competitors for the Authors of Pain? That's a good question. They have some, you know, they definitely have some splaining to do. (laughs) <laughs> they got but, some rhymes too yeah, DIY was... Johnny Gargano Tommaso Ciampa laying down the rhymes right back at Heavy Machinery it went from a fun to serious promo very quickly but I'll give those guys credit where credit is due like you mentioned at NXT TakeOver Orlando coverage Nick I did not expect to see it to be honest but the Heavy Machinery DIY story could be right around the corner yeah 
telling you that face on face action, man, it's gonna be it's gonna be compelling. It's gonna be fun to see, you know, which team is more appreciated by the fans and which one comes out on top. Dueling chance in Full Sail University gonna be interesting when that time comes. Moving on though, we have Hideo Itami's in ring return. Yes, we After do. months of missing in action on NXT television, the Japanese what star is this, like his third time being injured on NXT. Or is it the second? Second. He second. uh, it was the shoulder injury way back with NXT Takeover Unstoppable, mm-hmm. where he was taken out of the triple threat match with Tyler Breeze and Finn Balor. Yes, but then also suffering a second injury off a power slam by Riddick Moss. Or Tino Sabatelli. It did happen in a tag team match against those two. Another unfortunate we neck injury. Robbed of that wonderful Austin Aries uh, feud. Really wanted to see that one. We I saw that start that breaking so down bad. at NXT Takeover Brooklyn. The atmosphere was great. It was a really great setup for that rivalry. Just means hopefully, that we're going to get it later. Hopefully, we're seeing that later. A lot to look forward to. But we have Hideo Itami, Japanese star, rocking a badass scar on his shoulder, Ooh, taking on Kona Reeves. So gnarly. Such a gnarly scar. And uh, Kona Reeves coming out very, very aggressively like he did against Aleister Black. Yeah, against but even, even more so. Even more so. He came out and in the middle of his entrance, in the middle of Adeo's entrance, rips him off the ropes and just starts beating on him. Craziness. Where do you get the audacity? That craziness we've Where seen from Kona Reeves. He's just pointing at himself the whole time. Who cares? I like you, Kona. You got some serious intensity. But don't get too cocky. Just because you're here two weeks in a row does not mean you just start attacking in-ring veterans like that. And Hideo obviously agrees with me because he showed him who's boss, literally, when he put the boots to him. Now, do you think that this aggression, this jumping, was had something to do with our champion talking to Absolutely. one Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. Either Rude was telling him some sort of, you know, backstage bourgeois or, you know, he was just trying to get him hyped by saying, you know, he doesn't take you seriously or something like that. And that's why I feel like he was pointing at himself the whole time. Mocking tone towards Hideo saying, this is what you want to the NXT universe. But one Kona Reeves was shortly put in his place with a thunderous slap by Hideo Itami. That that one carried over towns. You can't stop Hideo Itami and be as cocky as... uh, Kona was being, Kona kept kicking him in the head and kicking him in the head and smacking him. And you, you don't hit, you know, light moves on, you know, a beast like that. You, you don't smack a dragon in the face. Hideo striking back quickly and viciously, which led to a GTS, the knee to the face. Kona Reeves spun himself around and knocked down. Ended the match real quick. That GTS always puts whomever gets hit by it to sleep. Hideo Itami with a successful debut after missing months of action on NXT television. I'm certainly excited to see him back with one big return from NXT. We get another look at the hottest free agent signing back to the WWE. Of course, I'm talking about Drew McIntyre. Amazing video package for him this evening. They showed not only his recent NXT, not only his old independent stuff, they showed his WWE run as an Intercontinental Champion. Nick, I thought that was a very interesting take. It was. It was it was good to see that WWE is, you know, acknowledging the fact that he is this in-ring veteran and that he has all these accomplishments. It's good to see that they're not just gonna fall about the wayside like almost kinda like what they did with Rhino, where they didn't acknowledge his, you know, prior achievements almost, you know, when it came to the hardcore title or United States title runs. Uh I, I, I feel like Rhino had to start with a blank slate almost. Maybe that was, you know, 
his own personal decision. I mean, Rhino came back to be a veteran and help out guys like Heath Slater. Drew McIntyre was looking to really break out on his own, looking to showcase that success that he had on the independents. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, the promo itself proved what we were saying in the past weeks that, you know, McIntyre has reinvented himself and he is. This video package made him look like an absolute star. He's, He's looking ready to take that high leap into the bigger echelon of NXT. Moving on, we have some of the upper echelon in NXT. I'm talking about in-ring veteran Roderick Strong. Now, last episode, we talked about part one of who is Roderick Strong. Guys, part two really brought it full circle. What an emotional moment. I, I mean, it's, it's very hard not to, not to feel for this guy. I if personally res- got teary-eyed. If you so- respect his in-ring work, you need to see this in-depth look at his personal life which I'm very shocked that he was willing to open the door as much as he did. We go into in-depth about his fiance, MMA fighter, one of the four horsewomen of MMA. Nick, I'm blanking on his sweetheart's name. Do you have that down for me? Oh, I did not write it down. I'm sorry. Okay, we're going to have to get back to you on that, we guys. Bring Please. bring to you on the next episode. And I'm you know sorry. what? That's the Twitter. That's what the Twitter's for. Guys, reach out to me. Please, let me know. Least of the problems. His fiance's carrying... His child. What? This whole father, husband, something Roderick Strong never thought he would be. Fantastic, in-depth look at somebody we really, really care about here at the Undisputed Future Podcast. Big fan of his in-ring work. They get really personal. They go into his IPW hardcore wrestling independent runs. They go from the ROH Ring of Honor capacity. 13 years in the Ring of Honor. 13 man. years 13 in the Ring of Honor. 13 years. Certainly earned his moniker, Mr. Ring of Honor. Mr. Ring of Honor. The man was just amazing in that business, in that in that company. And it's good to see him get to tell his story. It's good to see him in the WWE. I can't wait to see what he does with the opportunity. It showed how hard Roderick Strong has worked since he was a teenager. We get another look and hear a few more words from his mother. We get a really vulnerable and in-depth look at Roderick Strong's life. It shows what an important character he is. It shows how important he is to this NXT division, despite being off TV for so long. It's nice when we get backstory on superstars. It's nice when they don't just get thrown out there and expect us to cheer for them. When we get these emotional moments, when we get the relatable circumstances to a superstar, I think that I think that that adds more appreciation. It it adds the personality to the person. Like it it adds to the person. You know. It's not just a character that we're getting into. It's now, you know, we can get into this person. You know, the 21st century has brought around all the social media, and thank you, Zack Ryder, for that. But um, the WWE has opened its arms entirely to the social media aspect of it. I was afraid at first, because I was afraid it was going to break kayfabe entirely. But it, it still it showed the grit and determination we expect from the on-screen It helps it in a sense, and it, it's cool to see the way kayfabe is evolving. Who is Roderick Strong, part two, May 3rd edition of NXT. Guys, check it out. He's doing something for his family. It's a very relatable story. Check it out. Don't just take our word for it. And then pressing right on into the next segment, we had an unenthused and unimpressed Bobby Roode. How do you look at your phone during something like that? Right? He couldn't care less. (laughs) The man was just like, what? what? Wait, 
there was something else going on other than what was on my phone. Superstar Bobby Roode checking his stock portfolio or emails as opposed to paying attention to a potential competitor in Roderick Strong because we have a huge announcement for a match next week. It will be Hideo Itami taking on Roderick Strong in a number one contenders match. Nick, your thoughts on this huge matchup? My thoughts? I could go for hours about these two. They're... Just some of the best that NXT has to offer at the moment, and I, I, I'm, I'm just gonna save it for next week and say that bravo, Mr. Regal. It's gonna bravo. be two in-ring geniuses fighting for the chance to move on to NXT Takeover Chicago. A huge match next week. Cannot wait to discuss it. But we had a stare down between one Bobby Roode and William Regal's next appointment, Roderick Strong. Cannot wait to see where those interactions head. Up next, Nick, well, we, first, saw new, first, we saw some new we faces. Had, we had a, a quick tidbit letting us know that Alistair Black will be around next week. Another so, Back in Black edition of the Undisputed Future back Podcast? Back Black. We are going back to black next week. You heard my friend, guys. We're fading to black on the May 10th edition of NXT. Now can we talk about the women? Now we can talk Let's about Let's talk it. about the ladies of NXT fighting for the number one contendership, also for NXT TakeOver Chicago, to take on the Empress of Tomorrow. I'm talking about Asuka. Nick, some new faces tonight. Couple of them. We got, uh, technically we got, we got five, uh, new faces. I mean, like, I think, like, it was three actually new faces, but five that we haven't seen a lot of, okay? So, I'm gonna run down the list real quick of everyone that was in the match. We have Lacey Evans, Billy Kay, Peyton Royce, Nikki Cross, Liv Morgan, Ruby Riot, Aaliyah, Daria Bernardo, Kimberly, Ember Moon, Victoria Gonzalez, and for those of you who don't know, she was the one towering over everyone Yeah, she else. was the tallest competitor in this matchup. <laughs> uh, Rachel Evers, Candice, Sarah Bridges, and Bianca Blair. Some ladies have made, it, have made an appearance in NXT before. We've seen, uh, I know we've seen, seen Sarah Rachel Bridges Evers before. and Sarah Bridges before, but Bianca Blair, Candice, and... Uh, Victoria and Gonzalez all making their first uh, debut appearance on NXT, and uh, they all they all fought it out pretty hard. They definitely uh, gave it their all. Definitely some standout competitors. Lacey Evans, a former military police, so that's definitely a chick to look out for. Victoria Gonzalez, definitely, definitely long uh, legs too. That Lacey Evans, she I don't know if the last name gorgeous. was Giant inspired, but Giant Gonzalez. I, I hope mean, so. I really hope that either she's related to or um, has been inspired by the Giant Gonzalez in some way. I know by I her the feet. Giant Gonzalez gimmick. It was a lot of fun back in the day. He was one of the Undertaker's first uh, big feuds. Huh. One of his first big WrestleMania feuds. Definitely got definitely got my attention. I'm going to take a look out for her. Check that out on the WWE Network, everyone. But we have <laughs> our favorite talking points of the women's division. We have the iconic duo with, I believe, a total of five, five eliminations. Five eliminations! Out of 15 women, that's a third of I'm the competition, I'm pretty sure they did folks. it for us, Dan. Like, they knew that I picked Peyton. And they wanted to impress. They wanted to, you know, live up to my hype. And I appreciate that, ladies. I love yous. Five eliminations for our fifth episode. Thank you so much. Look at that. It lines up perfectly. Sometimes things just work out. Another interesting development we saw. We saw a very, again, introspective, humanized, and vulnerable Ember Moon. No contacts. No real scowl. No 
death stare, no real intensity, just a calm and quiet focus. It was almost a little scarier to see her like that. A little bit more vulnerable. Like, what is she going to do? It's like a dying dog. What's she going to do next? A dying dog is always a little bit more, you know, vicious right before it dies. I don't know about dying. I know cornered dogs are dangerous. Ember Moon. Ember Moon. Strong competitor going on to NXT TakeOver Chicago. But a few names are joining her too. Real chaos broke down at the end of this matchup. Ruby Riot, yeah, well, Nikki got, Cross, got, and Ember Moon all jumped by Asuka. The champion ran out towards the end of the match and started decimating her competition. Nick, I've never seen anything like it. We got down to the final three, and it's like if we were at the Royal Rumble and the WWE champion just ran out and jumped everyone in the freaking Rumble. Not a like, fan? What? What? Are you kidding me? You couldn't wait ten more minutes? Why? Because Why, I, Asuka? Because Asuka takes it to her competition. The Asuka, like... The, the Empress of Tomorrow needed her, her day to her shine today. Like, alright, come on. Was it really that important to you to jump these people? She's chasing her competition. She's sick of competition finding her. I guess I can get behind that. She's growing impatient. She's faced two of those ladies before. She's faced Nikki Cross in a similar scenario. I'm talking about a fatal four-way matchup, which has been announced officially by William Regal between Ember Moon, Ruby Riot, Nikki Cross, and Asuka defending her championship and as of this episode, folks, it's been 396 days of the Empress of Tomorrow's reign. Congratulations to Asuka. And counting. We're moving on towards 400. Broke Goldberg's streak, dude. Unbelievable. That's that's so good for her. It's, it's the actual record the and the fictionalized title. record of Goldberg's undefeated streak have been broken by Asuka. If that doesn't tell you what a danger she is in whatever division she's at, I have no further proof for you. That's my highest... That's my highest regard. And then again, right in the middle of the, uh, the what's it called, Battle Royal, we had a, a bit of a commercial where we found out that NXT is going back to Derby for the second year. For all the fans in Ireland, the Download Festival will be graced with NXT's presence again. So, As well as some 205 Live talents. 205 Live talents will in fact be there. We'll have Neville and a few others. So uh, everyone in Derby, get your tickets now and enjoy that. That's taking off in the UK. That will be p- taking place in June. Yeah, Derby's in Ireland. So. North or South. That's asking a bit much. All right, we're going to have to go back and talk about the political unrest like Nigel McGuinness mentioned with Killian Dane at the beginning of this week's episode of NXT. Regardless, Download Festival, NXT, 205 Live. I'm sure it's going to be a spectacular show like this one. Spectacular show here tonight. Nick, I had a lot of fun finally being able to straight from the couch to the studio reactions. This is the most fun I've had with this thing. It's a lot of fun to go right from the, you know, watching it, uh, going right into the reacting. It's, it, it, it brings a whole new level of fun to it, but... Um, we're bringing that televised action straight to you. Please, guys, join the discussion down, this week. Left down by Asuka. I don't like it. I, I know you guys already know this. Anyone who's been listening to us already knows. I'm not a fan of this. Asuka's searching out for competition. She's hunting. She's growing impatient. What are your thoughts? NXT, Women's Division. We're on the road to NXT TakeOver Chicago. This is a really good road. So this is going to be an amazing takeover. I can't wait. I can't wait at the Chicago atmosphere. The Chicago fans, they, I'll admit, a little bit taken it to the New York crowds. I'm not saying they're superior, but I'm saying they could certainly put up competition. 
Yeah, they always uh, they always bring a lot of intensity to the show. The, the 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 Chicago shows are a lot of fun. Cannot wait to cover that. But we have a few more episodes between now and then. We have the May tenth edition of NXT. Our episode six coming up. This has been episode five, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. If you've listened in the past few days, all of our episodes have broken at least double digits, and that's an amazing thing for me. Keep reaching out. Keep up the social media appearances, like the Facebook page, Undisputed Future Podcast, follow the Twitter, podcast underscore UF, and you'll find us on SoundCloud, backslash Undisputed Future, coming soon to iTunes, I'll say it every week until it happens, you guys will be the first to know, it'll be available on the aforementioned social media platforms. But, until episode 6, this is CD Danny Mac, again joined by Nikki Six. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Undisputed Future Podcast, your home for NXT coverage. Thank you again, guys. Signing off.